I have a uh, special letter here from a, let's see, it's from a kid in the Bronx High School of Science. He says, Dear Shep, over here at the Bronx High School of Science, you're known as the thinking kid's soupy sales. Holy smokes, I'm in. I've made it. The thinking kid's soupy sales. Uh, sometimes, you know, you just have that slight inkling way down in your backbone that you're reaching for greatness. Oh, oh, yes, yes. Uh, a very serious announcement before we begin tonight's program. Uh, there will be a an experiment of extreme importance on tonight's show. A dangerous experiment. And for those of you who do not wish to take part in this experiment, and we again repeat, it is dangerous. We suggest you immediately tune to another station. Get back there where they're playing the sound of music, and uh, you'll be safe. Uh, don't say we didn't warn you. We will commence the experiment in just a few moments. I told you now, I'm not kidding. I'm telling you, this is your last chance. I'm not kidding. Is it, is it over? Is it over in there? All right, just a minute. Where do I get these plugs out? My ears. Okay. Uh, you have uh, just taken part in a scientific experiment of great import to the anthropological world, the archaeological world, too, uh, that we here at the radio station have held in conjunction with the University of Pennsylvania Museum's anthropological section. Uh, the recording you heard uh, just a moment ago, uh, did it come through all right in there? Uh, none of uh, the people in the control room actually heard it. We were watching its confirmation on a, an oscilloscope here uh, because of the nature of what uh, we just played. The recording was taken from a vault where it has been kept for over 30 years. 
this is an extremely rare recording. In fact, uh, as far as is known, it's the only one of its kind. Uh, it is a recording of a Dayak male curse uh, that is used only in times of warfare between two warring tribes of Borneo Dayak headhunter natives. Uh, the music that you heard is not heard except in times of warfare and is recognized among the Dayak natives as causing, if not instant death, a long, sure, totally consummate curse will fall on any male ears that hear that music, seriously. Uh, they have banned that particular flute, uh, which is only played by very old women. They are trained from infanthood to play this uh, flute, which is only used during times of warfare. And uh, only very old women, of course, it's obvious that uh, uh, since it does not operate on women, they're safe in playing this. It's only used under the uh, jurisdiction and the instructions of a chief, a warring chief, who after a certain age is immune from its effects. And uh, any male under the age of 18, now listen carefully, who hears this particular music, According to Dayak legend, uh, will have uh, untold horrible curses descend on him. It is over 4,000 years old and actually is banned by the authorities in the Dutch Borneo area. Now, the reason we're doing this is in conjunction with the Anthropological Museum. We're attempting to see whether or not this same curse holds when it is reproduced through electronic means. Extremely dangerous and uh, highly effective. And the only way we will be able to tell, of course, is through statistics in the next two or three days. Uh, they say that uh, there are about 72 hours of grace. So if you actually heard this thing and you are under 18, uh, there's only one thing that we'd like you to do, and that is send a postcard marked Curses in care of this radio station. Just send it again. I'll repeat the address. Curses in care of this radio station, and we will immediately send you... The antidote, which uh, includes an easily obtained herb, which you can get at any A&P, as well as a certain set of mystic statements that you must make uh, in a specific position, an attitude which has been described by many anthropologists who have watched this ceremony. It's extremely dangerous, and, uh, and uh, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm very delighted that all of you took part in it. I'm sure that not many of you stayed after our warning. However, to those of you who did, you uh, must, of course, uh, follow the rules and regulations we've laid down. It's a very important point. Uh, how did it sound? Uh, it, you, you took a, a scope reading in there. What did it look like, anyway? Any of you? Is there anyone out there who heard it? I'm curious how it sounded, because before we uh, used this thing, of course, we were told by the anthropologists involved that we had to very carefully shield our ears and so on from it, because, after all, this is a... We are the laboratory controllers. You are the controlee agent. And uh, is there anybody out there who heard it who is under the age of 18? I want to know how it sounded, please. Uh, just give me a call here, and uh, we'll, we, I'd like to hear your description of it. Because uh, this is rarely heard. And, and as far as I know, it's never yet been heard in this country. Uh, this could be very... You know, uh, you know what bothers me about it? Why did they wish this off on me? I mean, you know what this could do? You, you realize what this could do to our audience? Talk about self-destruction. This is ridiculous. Is there a kid out there who's heard it? It's not a kid? Well, it's got to be somebody under 18 because it, it does not affect people over 18. 
Well, wait a minute here. Yes, hello? Some lady called. Did, did, uh, uh, excuse me, she says there are four dead teenagers with a transistor radio lying in front of her house in Queens. Well, maybe this is one way to solve the population problem, but we're not here to do that. This is a, this is a, a sorry to, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Of course, they could be on LSD, you don't know. Uh, and so would you please, uh, to, to wipe off the slate there, give me a little whoopee music. We better clear it up here. Oh, let's go, gang. there. Hold it. Uh, have we got a teenager here? I, I hope he's all right. Hello? Hello? Are you okay? Yeah. What did it sound like? I, I don't know. It just gave me the impression that that something weird was going on. Did you feel funny when you heard it? Yeah. No, very serious, you know. I want you to get that card in the mail. Quick. Uh, what's the address again? The, uh, Curses. I said curses. Yeah, you better get in, get, get, on, get on the stake. Uh, do, uh, do you feel funny? How do you feel right now? All right. You, you don't feel any uh, any dizziness or anything like that? No. You feel okay? Yeah. Do you think you'll feel all right tomorrow morning? I don't know. A lot of... Oh. Now, as you see, this is a realist we got here. Uh, uh, are there any kids around the neighborhood, you know, who might who might have heard it and didn't hear the uh, address and so on? Yeah. It'd be a pretty sick scene if you went to school tomorrow morning. There's nothing but a couple of old teachers standing around scratching. Right. And you, you know? Hey, listen, do you really believe that I'm the thinking kid's soupy sales? Yep. Right. Oh, you son of a gun. Get rid of that klutz. Smart guy. Well, all right. Oh, no, no funny business. You see, already, you notice he said he's feeling a little funny? I don't know. Why do they wish this stuff off on me? You know, speaking of, um, let's uh, get back to the real uh, real world. Hey, uh, you, 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 you have in there a little of uh, the uh, comedy of mankind music there, please. Uh, dig it up in there. Yes, it's a gollum mafia, I'll tell you. I'm a little worried about this now. I don't know why we decided to do it. You know, these guys got in touch with me from the university. And uh, that thing has been in a vault for over 30 years. Uh, the kid didn't have any description. Is there any other kid out there who can give us a better description of what it sounded like? Uh, one lady called and said there are four teenagers who appear to be dead in her privet hedge out in front. And uh, she says uh, there's a transistor radio out there with them. And, of course, they can be doing anything for teenagers in a hedge. Uh, that isn't necessarily dead, honey. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, how many of you out there are fans of the fantastic comedy of mankind? Bring it on there, please. Let's uh, salute it here. This is our comedy of mankind or the vast parade of insanity of which we were all part. Let's bring it up there. Yes, all of us. Richard the Lionhearted, Charlemagne, Ed Sullivan, the whole crowd. Bring it up. Let's salute all the great men as they march past our reviewing stand here. Hey, there goes Donald Duck. Hi, Don. Oh, there's a great man. You don't see many movie stars on this corner. Hello, Minnie Mouse. She's wearing them shoes. Bring it up. Rasmus. 
And so, once again tonight, this radio station in cognizance of its unbelievable debt to the public. Rings once again another salute to the human comedy. Dear Abby, dear Abby, our son joined the Navy two years ago. He is now assigned to submarine duty off the coast of Japan. He keeps sending us pictures, Abby, and everyone we show them to says that he looks like he has had one too many. The one today really set me to wondering. He is standing between two Japanese girls who look like they're holding him up, Abby. Please don't think that I am an angel or an old fogey who expects his 21-year-old son to be just a little Lord Fauntleroy. I'm not. I thought of writing to the commander of his ship, but I don't know his name. Is there some way I could get someone over there to keep an eye on him so that he doesn't get into trouble? He's always been such a good boy. Signed, Worried Aaron. And so tonight, this radio station salutes that that swabby, that that deck jockey, wherever he might be somewhere, out there in the darkness in Korea, being held up by two Japanese girls, stewed to the ears, getting his picture taken to send home to Mon Pop. We salute him. Oh, it was ever thus. Uh, yeah, hello, kid. Hi. Come on, let's hear the uh, uh, password first, please. Filthier. You fathead. Now, how do you feel? Well, I don't know. I feel okay. Yeah? How did that sound? Well, it sounded oriental and mystical. I don't know. It sounds sort of odd. Did it uh, make you feel funny at all? Yeah, made me feel a little funny, a little tingly. Yeah, well, uh, is it going away? No, not yet. Uh-huh. Do you expect to be around for arithmetic tomorrow afternoon? Well, I hope so. Well, do you think clean thoughts tonight, kid? And uh, stand up straight, do some deep knee bends, and get that card in the mail quick, addressed to curses, in care of guess what, okay? Okay. All right, seltzer bottle, you fat man. All right, very good. I don't know, I think this crummy thing is working. That reminds me, speaking of, cr of crummy, this is WOR AM at FM New York. Hit the whoopee note there, hit it. How hit. does a political columnist get the facts? C.L. <laughs> Salzberger, who comments on foreign affairs for the New York Times, gives one explanation. When you are trying to find out what is going on, you see the leaders of the government, people like the foreign minister, the prime minister, as well as the leaders of the opposition and members of the general public. Of course, uh, one can't always be uh, the person one wants to see at the moment. One wants to see him, but the New York Times name tends to open more doors it than figures. would be the case of most other publications. It gives you a slightly different access than you might otherwise have. For easy access to more of everything that interests you every day, read the New York Times. If you're without it, you're not with it. For home delivery, call Murray Hill 70700. That's MU 70700. I'm really worried. We just got a call and they claim that... Uh there are f sirens for miles around out there, Bob. 
hospitals, everything. Well, uh, before we uh, lose our entire, you know, this is awful. I don't know why they made me do this. This is for scientific ridiculous. I don't believe in science. Uh, we have here Honda, and let me tell you, Dad, if there's one thing that I look for personally, this is not reading a commercial, and uh, I, immediately I know I'm going to get a letter from some little klutzy kid who's saying, ah, you don't own no motorcycle, Shepard. Listen, kid, I got the insurance stubs to prove it. <laughs> I'll tell you. And uh, if there's one thing I look forward to for the, in the summer is getting that old motorcycle out in the weekend. And for those of you who are really looking for something that is fun, and I, I'm, I'm serious about this. It's one of the greatest things that I've uh, had attached to my life in the last five or six years. And uh, there's no question about it that one of the most trouble-free and one of the best motorbikes around today is the Honda, the Japanese Honda. And we'd like to tell you about the Honda. Of course, you, uh, the prices, uh, you can't believe. They start at 249 The mileage is great. You get over 200 miles to the gallon, Bob. You try that on for size. And uh, people of all types these days are riding motorcycles and finding and uh, asking a question, which I ask. I don't know how the heck I ever got around town without one before I got it. And uh, our, our sponsor is Fleischmann Honda. And if you want to see the Hondas, if you want this, this outfit, by the way, will teach you to ride it. Uh, they'll get the insurance for you. Uh, they'll get the thing all set up. All you got to do is get on it and drive off. They'll teach you how to ride this thing and in absolute safety. And, and uh, yeah, that's good. It really is. And they have a, a magnificent service department. In fact, people bring their motorcycles from all over this area to go out to Fleischmann's. Now, here's where they are. Uh, Long Beach, out in Nassau County, 575 Long Beach Boulevard, West Islip, 110 Sunrise Highway, that's in Suffolk, and out in Queens, Woodside, 69-28 Queens Boulevard. That's Fleischmann Honda. One more thing. If you personally have any questions about motorcycles... Send them to me, and I will try to answer them on the air during the commercial. This is Honda. Beautiful bike. Got another little whoopee in there? Hit it there. There we go. The bright, clear taste in beer. Miller Highlight, the champagne of bottled beer. That's Miller Highlight. The happy sound is about famous Miller High Life beer that has soared in popularity because millions more recognize the traditional quality and heritage of an unequaled, unchanging, truly great beer. Wherever people are living better, you'll find Miller High Life in handy take-home cans, on tap, or in the familiar crystal clear bottles. Next time you want the very finest... Ask for Miller Highlight, the champagne of bottled beer. Sparkling, flavorful, distinctive. Excellent. We just got a phone call from a kid who was crying. He was unhappy on the phone. And uh, you could hear him sniffing and yelling and hollering. And and, uh, he said that all of his mice died when we played that thing. He said he had a cage full of nine white mice, and they all just took one one look at his little Japanese transistor radio and screamed and turned over and that's it. They're laying there with their paws up in the air. Yeah, what's the matter? Hey, Chef? Yeah. Hey, listen, I'm really in trouble. I got a tape recording of that fool thing. Well, now you are in trouble, kid. Listen, I got a science also and I know the kid who wrote that letter to you. Yeah? Yeah. Smart guy. He's not Elliot. 
Mark, are you the fathead? Oh, crying out loud. Well, that's what happened. When you know you have kids, you get into this trouble. It's always that way, you know? I'll tell you something. That's, uh, science is a good school, but I'm telling you something. More kids watch Soupy Sales than watch you. Yeah, I know that. That's a sickening thing, too, isn't it? Yeah, real waste of time. Uh, well, okay. Yeah. Keep, it, keep the faith, kid, and let's hear the password. Exactly. Don't mind me using my Hungarian. Let's see. We've got the Rover here. Rover, Schmover, Double Bover. Uh, Rover 2000. Uh, speaking of that, uh, speaking of uh, ways of getting across the landscape fast, uh, this is a beautiful English machine. And uh, somebody wrote to me and said, Shepard, uh, you're such a fantastic salesman. We're going to have trouble here ducking rovers and jumping out of the way of Hondas. <laughs> and uh, uh, the Rover, if you don't know about it, I'm surprised because the Rover is probably one of the most written about cars in the world today. In all kinds of interesting journals, ranging all the way from industrial design to the compressed air engineering journal, by way of uh, all the major automotive magazines. It's a beautiful car. It's designed uh, probably the way most cars in the world will be designed five years from now. This is a genuine uh, industry attitude towards the Rover. It's a beautiful machine, and it costs under $4,000. Great car. The Rover 2000, and if you want pictures of it, just send your old name and address here at the Rover in care of WOR, and we'll send them off. Uh, let's see, what else we got, though? Let's see, Times, Miller, Rover, Honda, Woolworth. Oh, Woolworth. Yeah, we've got Woolworth here. Let's see what they have to say tonight. Woolworth. And what did you give me this? You got a picture here you gave me. Where's Where's my Woolworth? Here it is, Woolworth, Woolworth. Ah, yes. A well-dressed man wears the suit that looks... Do you have a little romantic music for me in there? I think we ought to accompany anything. They're quiet there. Accompany the warmest spot there. After all, clothes make the man, and I know a lot of guys that are just nothing until they pull their corduroys, their knickers on. Yes, a well-dressed man wears the suit that looks best on him. And the man who knows has his suits made to his exact measure to fit all his little lumps and his little nobbles and those little fat footballs that are hanging down around his knees. Yes, suits made to his exact measure by Woolmouth at money-saving prices. Your Woolmouth made-to-measure specialist friend will help you select the right model, the right jacket length. <laughs> oh, he'll recommend the lapel and shoulder shapes and the trouser taper that are best for your height, weight, and general build, no matter what it is. Check your phone book under Taylor's for the Woolmouth shop nearest you. That's W-O-H-L-M-U-T-H, Woolmouth, America's largest custom tailors and shirt makers. In Hartford, Connecticut, there's a Woolmouth store at 109109 Asylum Street. Ask for Joseph. In New Rochelle at 523 Main Street, ask for Samuel. It's a very biblical crowd. Excellent, excellent. And one more note before we go here. We're going to be at Rutgers. This is just a little clicky note here. We're going to make a big personal appearance. I'm going to do the tap dance. I'm going to wear my funny face, my false face. And I do the whole bit. And uh, it's going to be at Rutgers, the Newark campus. And uh, I'm sorry, what's the yelling? I know that. I know that they're the ones that sponsor. I know it's not on the campus there. It's the Newark Rutgers that is sponsoring it. And we're going to be at this high school, which is not in any of my copy. It's the Ballinger High or something. 
And <laughs> what is it? Let me hear. Where am I going to be? I can't hear you. Yeah? Is that Behringer? The Behringer High School on Park Avenue in Newark. And we'll be there at 8 o'clock, and there will be a few tickets on sale at the door this Friday. All right, let's get back to reality. What do you say? Holy smokes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what's up, kid? Yeah. It got rid of your sinus problems? Yeah, but kid, if you breathe any deeper, you're going to be in trouble. It's going to get rid of your lung troubles. It's going to get rid of your pancreas troubles and a few other troubles you don't know you got. Yeah, well, he'll do that, too. That's a little problem there. Would you just keep your nose clear, think clean thoughts, and you may survive if you do a few knee bends, okay? Cell survival. Right. That's yeah, all right. You know, speaking of, uh, of uh, the inexplicable we got here, where's the human comedy music we have? I don't know. Just one of those nights, you know, we're having a little... All right, human comedy music, please. And once again, we salute. Uh, what the heck is it we're saluting? The trouble, you know, you get all these things going here, you get the salutes moving. Excellente, comandante. El benefactorissimo. Cambala. Indura. Mucho dinero. Bring it up there. Cha 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 have a little note here from Vancouver, British Columbia, by way of that eminent journal, the Elko Nevada Daily Free Press. There it is, the Elko Nevada. When the lady returned to her red station wagon, she found that it had been crushed by an elephant, whose owner said the animal, get the salute in there, the animal has a bad habit of sitting on red cars. <laughs> oh, what a great elephant. Everybody's got his hang up. Able to drive the vehicle, the woman headed for a garage, but got tied up in a traffic jam caused by an automobile accident. When the ambulance arrived, the attendant spotted the woman in her crushed red station wagon and rushed over to help her. Oh, I wasn't involved in the accident, the lady said. An elephant just sat on my car. Hearing that, the attendants and the police decided to rush her to the hospital to examine her for shock and head injuries. We salute that elephant. He's blowing it up for all of us, man. That's a great... Say that's pretty nice record. Sure is. Um, let's see. Can you uh, identify that? That's a college song. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm asking you. What college is it? Uh, here's one clue. It, they do not teach chiropractics there. Okay? 
<laughs> just, how about this one? Uh, uh, let's see. How did it go? Uh, um, what school is that? That is not Brigham Young. Now cut it out. What the, what's going on here tonight? There's all kinds of problems. A full moon, you know. Absolutely a full moon. You know, speaking of the full moon, do you have a, a little of our human tragedy music in there? Hey, listen, they have said for years, uh, and you know, it's one of those things you take or you leave them on. They've said for years that we could learn a lot from nature. That in nature, you will find all the things that are in man only in spades. All the way. And uh, here is a little note from the New York Times. This is one of the reasons, by the way, why I like the New York Times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You get. You know, there are all kinds of stuff, and, and I'll admit that there's so much about the New York Times that's fantastically square. But uh, <laughs> it's that kind of dynamic squareness that I kind of enjoy. You know, some people can be square, and they're you bugged by them. You know, other people are square, and you kind of love them for their squareness. You know, like some big old fat ant sitting in a uh, in one of these rattan rush chairs, and she's got a fan. You know, and she's waving the fan back and forth, and she's sitting there drinking a mint julep. And she keeps calling it lime pop until she falls over sideways and her girdle pops off. You know, that kind of thing. It's a, so, <laughs> all right, here, here's, here's, a, here's a typical little thing that you see in the New York Times. Now, listen to this, boy. You got some scary music in there for me? Give me some scary music. Yeah, hold it up there. I got some. Didn't I bring any scary music down here? No, no, that's not scary enough. No, you got that. That's it, that's it. Get me that scary music. Get me the informer will do it. That'll do it. Oh, we're getting reports. I'm telling you, I'm sorry about this. We're getting reports all from all over, Bob. I'm telling you, those headhunters are onto something. Boy, if you think you know, we laugh. I'm serious, you know, we laugh at this and and, and people are now all of a sudden feeling it. jeez. Oh, I'm sorry, everybody. I really am. I have a note here, it says uh all, all set in there? Okay, listen to this. This is one This is one of those things that run down the side of the page, you know. Great bits here. Listen here. here come. It's back on page 36 where you find the real stuff. It's next to the truss ads. You know? Hangs down there on the bottom of the crossword puzzle there like some little clam hanging on the bottom of a, of a rowboat that was rented some time ago and is now sinking into the mud. Bring it up there. Washington. Real sea monsters are often even more weirder than the fanciful beasts of the old sailor's yarns. The National Geographic Society now says... The most imaginative old seafarer would hesitate to maintain that he had seen a creature with arms 35 feet long. Yet the giant squid has such tentacles and a 19-foot body to go with it. More than 50 feet of writhing sea monster in the black depths. <laughs> He's right out there now, just off Fire Island. <laughs> Living deep in the ocean, the giant squid is almost never seen alive. An occasional dead specimen is cast up on a beach. Or remains are found in the stomachs of the deep-diving sperm whales. But they are rarely seen alive and in the writhing, squirming, 50-foot flesh. It is suspected that there are giant squid of over 100 feet in length, deep in the ocean depths. Yeah, here comes one now. 
could live. And now we're getting to the point of it. Come on, get close over there so you can put your old earballs right next to that receiver and hear what it's about. Animals that live thousands of feet deep in the ocean must adapt to living in the dark. Plants cannot develop in the inky blackness, so these creatures must eat either plant or animal remains that sift down from above. The creatures of the deep are armed with ferocious teeth to enable them to make the most of any chance encounter with their scarce prey. There just ain't much shaking down there in the depths. And so when there is anything shaken, you gotta hit hard and fast and pow! The jaws of some disengage, allowing them to engulf a dinner almost as large as the diner itself. And now we're right at the basis of what this whole story is about. What is all the drama in the world written about today? Practically all of it. Sex. Love. All the drama of man's eternal trials and tribulation is written about that tender, searing, burning, angry passion. Love. L-U-V-E. And how does love work in the fantastic depths of the inky black ocean? Mates as well as food are scarce. The male anglerfish solves both problems when it finds a female. And how like life, he fastens his jaws to her body and remains attached to her for life. Yes, the male's jaws and tongue gradually fuse with the tissues of the female. When the two bloodstreams join, the male no longer needs to feed. It then becomes a tiny parasitic dwarf doing nothing but occasionally fertilizing the female's eggs as they emerge and she lives life for both of them. No. Oh, how like many men I know. How like life in Darien. How like life in Scarsdale. A tiny parasitic male living off this female who moves forward ever, ever forward and ever upward through the vast sea of life. And so she lived happily ever after and he just sort of hung on. And so tonight we once again salute love in all of its forms. We salute the tender passion wherever it may exist. lovely. That is lovely. That's just the kind of thing that just wrenches it, I'll tell you. It just wrenches you out. You know, speaking of wrenching you out, and then the new the new woman, no, no doubt about it, there is such a thing as a new woman. Would you please give me some cheap guitar music, if you will, in there? Tonight is a potpourri night. Potpourri, potpourri. No brush, no lather, no lather. Just to wet your gingus and begin the potpourri, potpourri. I have a friend who is an underground friend whom we introduced to the program here a couple of nights ago. My doctor. As I've often, you know, I, I have a great doctor. He's the only doctor I know who is uh, Christian science. And uh, he keeps me well supplied with medical advertisements. 
And this beautiful brochure was mailed to doctors all over the eastern seaboard a few weeks ago. And he smuggled it out of me. He smuggled it here into the radio station. He smuggled it into my studio. And he, well, he smuggled it out of the hospital where he's passing as a doctor. Bring it up. And here on the cover, you see a beautiful four-color cut of a girl who looks like a cross between Mona Lisa, little touch of Modigliani there, little ancient Greece, a little uh, Lee Remick, and just a little soup sound of soupy sails. Bring it up. Yeah. Little Joan Baez. It's the consummate, nervous, fluttering uh, psyche of the lady. There, there it is. And this little brochure is entitled, give me some cheap guitar music there. Oh, that's lovely. Anxiety and the female psyche. Yes, anxiety and the female psyche, no less capricious than potent. From childhood, adolescence, and maturity to middle age and old age, each woman meets life in terms of self-evaluation, her own concept of herself as a woman. This yardstick may be telescoped or may be elongated by her emotional status and intellectual capacity or compromised by the comparison she draws between herself and her mother, her sisters, and other females. Translated, that means chicks are jealous of one another. Bring it up there. The woman who reaches maturity without experience excessive emotional turmoil, who derives adequate pleasure and satisfaction from her marriage and children, will most likely face difficult conditions later on in life. On the other hand, mild to severe anxiety reactions are apt to afflict married or single women with unsolved adolescent conflicts and with unsatisfying adult life situations. Holy smokes, I bet none of you chicks knew you were going through all that, did you? Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Oh, wowie, wowie. Yes, modern medicine has removed from women many causes for the fears and anxieties to which she has been heir throughout the ages. To some observers, the more refined and profound our understanding becomes, the more the dichotomy somatic and psychic appears to vanish altogether. A guiding principle would call first for an understanding of the individual woman herself, particularly the way she accepts her feminine role before approaching the management of her more difficult problems. Femininity, no thank you. In this approach, wholehearted rejection of the female role is considered the prime focus of many somatic disorders. Yes, given its name by O'Neill from the Greek mythologic virgin huntress Atalanta, the syndrome is described as combining such various elements as... As failure, just simple failure to function perfectly as a woman in today's complex, male-oriented world. Well, hey, I'll award you the brass figly key if you'll tell me what this 17-page uh, diatribe of tripe is selling. You wouldn't guess what they're selling. Would you please give me a little more romantic music, would you?
Dreamium LT Dew. Dreamium LT Dew. A chlorio dioxide pyroxide HCL 5MG 10LL. That's a very fancy name for a tranquilizing pill. <laughs> oh, you know, don't you wish, don't you wish, Bob, there was a male mystique? Don't you know? Uh, oh, yeah, well, with the reversal of the sexes, it'll eventually come around. You're waiting here now. Just, just replace that with, with, uh, with, uh, with, with male, you know, with, with the, with the man. Give me a little music and hear how it would sound. It would even sound better, actually. Listen carefully. Anxiety at the male psyche, no less capricious than potent from childhood, adolescent, and maturity to middle age and old age, each man meets life in terms of self-evaluation. His own concept of himself as a man. This yardstick may be telescoped or elongated by his emotional status and intellectual capacity or compromised by the comparisons he draws between himself and his father, his brothers, or other men around him. Hey, you know, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, she was, I, bet you, I bet any of you chicks listening out there didn't know that you go through such a, such a, such a ringer all the time, you know, just being a person. Comparing yourself with your mother and your sisters and your psyche is bruised. Oh, well, oh, boy. You know, speaking of the bruised psyche, would you please give me a little more of that human comedy music? One more here in the potpourri of the... Here is a book called The Seven Deadly Sins. The seven deadly crimes that you commit against yourself. Are you guilty of any of them? This is an ad from the New York Times, friends, so it's official. This is a book that tells you how to combat your enemies in a way much more satisfying than slugging them or snubbing them. Oh, the brave new world is marching. This book tells you the judo of dealing with tension. A simple, effective device that actually recharges your home with intense exhilaration. The ancient Persians of the Moors discovered it. Science has verified it. It's called pot. And the most important chapter of all, how to be a human being. Ageless Lessons from a Hindu God in Chapter 7 to His Beloved. This is a lot of fun if you don't get busted. And they put Ginsburg in jail. 